All right, game time. Game time. Welcome to the Liquid Lounge. Today is Wednesday, May 8th, 2019, and I'm super pumped and excited to have my homeboy, Jim McAlpine, one of the industry's greatest leaders <laughs> and influencers that uh, I could even talk about. And to have you on the show finally after all these months, I'm excited about. I've been at your event, New West Summit 2018. Things were so busy, I couldn't get you down for 15 <laughs> minutes for a show, understand. But now I got you in studio to talk candidly here in the Liquid Lounge, which, as everybody knows, we keep the conversation fluid. So we got something to drink, we got some bait pens. Today's episode is sponsored by New West Summit 2019. I cannot wait to talk about this, amongst other things that you're involved in and what you've been up to. Happy to be here, my friend. Love having you here. <laughs> what are you up to now? What have you been doing? In fact, let's back it up. <laughs> Jim McAlpine, founder of the 420 Games, founder of New West Summit, been involved in a myriad of other, other projects in the industry between brands and other events, uh, ancillary uh, industry-supported events, um, certain projects that we won't go into until later. Um, I've been around long enough to see several New West Summits, several 420 games between Southern California, Northern California, you know, Colorado, Oregon. Um, <laughs> I've watched it grow, and now it's taken on a, you know, a new form. Um, what have you been up to? You've, you've been on the move. We're doing all kinds of stuff lately, and I know I want to hear more about it because I never get to catch up with you too much. Yeah, well, A, thank you for your support, buddy. I mean, I, I've been so fortunate to have people like you that have been able to come to our events and be our sponsors, and that's why I'm here today doing what I'm doing, so I couldn't right. do it without you. you. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was the, my first foray into the cannabis industry was the 420 Games. Um, I had a ski industry company, and the winters were not what they needed to be, so I, I was wanting to find a new industry, and I came up with the 420 Games, which that was about five plus years ago now and it's been an amazing ride and I just uh, sold it to Civilized Media. And Congrats Civilized, amazing acquisition. Yeah, Civilized team, I love you man, happy to be on your team. And so that's been a great partnership because I'm an events guy, they're a media company and I call that a Reese's peanut butter moment where you put the chocolate and the peanut butter together mm -hmm. and they, they're three times as good. So um, really great partner, we've got our first event coming up, it's been rebranded as the Civilized Games but it's still got the same core philosophies in terms of destigmatizing the plant, the people that use it through athletics. Um, and it'll be in Venice Beach. We've rented out the entire Venice Beach boardwalk from the skate park last year where we had Bucky Lassick, world famous skateboarder, judging our skateboard competition throughout the entire Venice promenade. We'll have around 100 booths. And then we've got a three on three basketball yep. uh, a competition on the other side to bookend it from the skateboard stuff. So that's our Talk next event. Now, but at the skate park last year with Bucky Lassick, I was there for that and that was unbelievable. I sat with my feet dangling down <laughs> in the pit. It was, and, Talk about Metallica. I mean, we had some great music. That Metallica! You some awesome music during a skate event. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know, you know, this is how it happened. This is a good story. So last year when I was doing the 420 games, I was um, in LA and I had met with the Venice Park and Rec and someone there knew a guy in Metallica, their bassist, his name's Robert Trujillo. Amazingly cool dude. Yep. And so my phone rings as I'm driving back to my hotel and this guy's like, hey, I'm, my name's Robert, I'm in Metallica, I wanted to talk to Jim. And I was like, you know, shut up, bro. And I was about to hang up. <laughs> it really was him. And so he said, I've been a surfer and a skater my whole life. And my son, who's 14, Ty Trujillo, just completed the entire European tour playing bass for Korn. 
Um, and, <laughs> 14, I, yeah, and 14. And 14. Let's not talk about what we were not uh, doing at 14. <laughs> yeah, this kid's a prodigy, like very talented, and he has the look too, the long hair. And He's amazing. So, I heard him play last year. Yeah, they ripped Ridiculous. Slayer tunes, Suicidal. Her, his dad was in Suicidal Tendencies and played for Ozzy before uh, Metallica. So he basically said, hey, man, I'd like to foot the bill and have my son and his band come and put on a punk rock concert in the middle of the Venice Beach Skate Bowl. And it was all time insane. How we're fast did you say yes? Oh, my God. I started crying. I think. <laughs> that's so awesome. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that we're doing that again and we're adding a bunch of new tricks for this year. We've we've traditionally done it in Santa Monica parking lot by right. the pier for three years. So this year we're doing it starting in Venice, running to Santa Monica and back. Yeah, I gotta say the event last year was pretty amazing. I had one of the best times I've had in the industry at that event. But you know, jumping on a bird, just you know, riding that bird <laughs> up and down the boardwalk with you. We were, that was we were, the start of those damn birds infiltrating every city awesome. in America. No, that was that was pretty cool. And so this year, 420 games. Let's talk about it. Well, the civilized games. So 2019. Now it's civilized games. Correct. The civilized so what's going games. On? Tell us about it. It's still the same thing. It's it's about um, the the event itself. So we start out with yoga. We've had Ricky Williams and other people lead our yoga. Not we just get, yoga, yoga on the beach. Yeah, yoga I mean, literally pretty, on the beach in the most beautiful spot I could think of. Yeah. Um, get everyone warmed up. They do a 4.20 mile run. Do that, you know, A. Or walk or skate or bike yeah. ride or however mode of transportation you want to do. It's not about it. winning. It's about just completing 4.20 right. miles. And yeah, it, whether you walk, run, crawl, whatever, it's just about getting out there and advocating for a cause. And we don't just call it 420 for no reason. It's a... Uh, 3.1 is a 5K, 3.1 miles, so we do an extra mile to kind yeah. of say, like, we're going to run one more mile because we're, yeah. you know, not I got lazy. You. So. Like those of us that graduated from San Diego State in five years, we put the extra year in, not yeah. the four-year bare minimum. Well, I mean, I was a little de more dedicated than you and went the seven-and-a-half-year plan at Calder, but... <laughs> that avoids. Some of us call those doctors. Yeah. <laughs> One day my doctors. mom called and said, those checks aren't going to come in anymore, son. And I decided to, I would move on at that point. Awesome. Let's fast forward to 2019, New West Summit, back in San Francisco, where its roots are. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to bring it back to where we first started it. Our first year, we did the event at Park 55 in San Francisco, right off Market Street. And we're not too far away from that uh, at the Westfield Mall. Fourth floor is called the Bespoke Center in San Francisco. Write that down. So it is a, uh, the Westfield Mall is actually one of the, I think it's the second biggest real estate owner in the world. And so they own huge malls in almost every major city in America. And the one in San Francisco is beautiful. It's, I think, eight stories. It's just uh, different stores on each level. So talking normalization, instead of being kind of hidden away in a hotel or somewhere else, we're going to be in the middle of Market Street in the most busy mall in San Francisco, putting awesome. on this uh, cannabis tech and investment event where, you know, everyone else is going to be able to see it outside of the industry, too. So I'm, I'm really happy to come back to San Francisco. And I'm also excited to launch kind of a, a new format of the event, if you will. Like, what does that format look like? Well, so we've always done it like every other event, per se, where it's in a hotel, you've got panels, you've got um, an, an expo hall. floor, yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with that at all, but we've always strived to be a little more progressive and different. So this year, um, we will have at this bespoke center, which is a really forward-thinking new uh, 
beautiful space that mostly tech companies uh, do their stuff at. And I like to call New West a, a tech and investment conference mm -hmm. about cannabis, not a cannabis conference. Right. But beyond that, we are, call it decentralizing the event, much like a South by Southwest. So we'll have events around San Francisco and it'll allow people that are more interested in the hemp community or investment or want to learn about CBD or it'll, it'll allow people to kind of sectionalize the event and go to where they care about and you know if they don't want to come to the main event even they don't have to so we're trying to build more channels for everybody and awesome. allow them to access the information that's most important to them so let's put on our hats of new west summits now ended it's been a, back in san francisco i'm sure you've got some awesome possibilities for keynote speakers like you always do you've had richard branson in the past yep you've had you know um you know, George Zimmer from Men's Warehouse. George Clinton as well. George Clinton as well. Yep. And took a picture with the OMG pen. I love <laughs> that's that. Right, that's right. So got that picture. So you've had great keynote speakers. You've had great panelists. You've had some of the industry leaders as far as your, you know, your blue chip marquee sponsors. What's going to be different about this event now that it's back in San Francisco, besides all the things you talked about compared to, let's say, the last several years? Well, I think the biggest thing that we're building in the event this year is we've seen California come on board with rec legalization and really in this last year the investment world has blown up, you know. It was kind of a, a small world of angel investors and, and about a year ago with uh, certain governmental things changing, you know, the floodgates have opened and it's insane how much investment stuff is going on now. So we're definitely going to tap into that and grow the channels of investment from, from seed investors that are looking to put, you know, 50K into a company to large scaled companies looking for bigger checks. Um, we want to work with all different companies that are looking to, to raise funds. And, um, you know, I think the event in its core is actually coming, it's almost um, coming back to what it started as because when the first year we started the event, it was really, really laser focused on technology and and it had a feel that was curated in a way that I just hadn't felt at other con conferences. I think we grew a lot and last year we had a, an, an unopportune strike at the event. So I think this year we're just gonna see a much more fluid, much more focused event that allows people to just get right down to business and, uh, and make new relationships. So to me, the, the biggest part about events outside of being there is also the networking. And I know Media Gel is going to be sponsoring a party at the event, which yep. I'm happy because I know yep. Media Gel knows how to party. So we do know how to throw a good event. <laughs> yes, Absolutely, you, you did last year. That's for sure. <laughs> a couple of them, I think. That's right. Pato. Uh, oh God, that was a good party. Yeah. So, what kind of folks should be interested in attending the event? Well, what I've tried to do is. This isn't an event for newbies per se. This isn't for kicking the tires and like, hey, I, I want to learn about the cannabis industry. It's it's graduate level curriculum. So we've kind of created um, and are creating this year curriculum that will be for those who've been around for a little bit of time. I mean, not that you couldn't come and learn, but the, the level of panelist and speaker and content is about s stuff that I like to call graduate level that, you know, okay. you're not going to find what is CBD or how to open a dispensary at, at our show. It's going to be more analytic based on science, investment, um, data. Da data, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and how to how this industry will move forward now in this new generation. I, I almost look at the last five years as the first chapter of what we were doing. And this, right. this is now going to be, you know, version 2.0 of what New West is because the industry's changed so vastly. So it sounds like, it, I mean, for, so last year I uh, moderated a panel at New West Summit about, um, you know, 
cannabis, it's time to grow up in advertising and marketing, meaning there's, you know, a lot of, you know, mainstream modern, you know, marketing tactics that you know, we haven't been using that we can use now and some advanced ad technology. And we're talking about growing up. And it sounds like that's kind of the theme now for New West Summit on a, on a different level than it's been before, on a grown up level. Yeah, I mean, what I want to see happen, and I'm seeing it happen now, is like, let's take the word cannabis out of things. Like, I'm the cannabis attorney, or I'm the cannabis. Right. I mean, maybe attorney's okay, but you know, be. I want to have the best in class at our event. You know, so I'm. I want global leaders, and you don't necessarily have to be in the cannabis industry to talk about best practices in whatever sure. field you're going to do. So yeah. I want to set the bar very high and create an example for a nascent industry by looking up and looking at the people in other industries who've scaled and built, you know, multi-billion-dollar companies and that's really the way to do it yeah. yeah have them come in repurpose their talents and expertise into our space and help us get more polished and yeah, professionalized I mean, as, a, as a vertical there's a lot we can learn from those people and this is an industry like any other so we don't need to talk about how we do it in cannabis we should do it the just the best global practices is the way we should be running our businesses I couldn't agree more so switch gears a little bit let's talk about some of the things you're either curious about or that you're seeing that you think are really cool or really different or really innovative, you know, that are going on in the space that other people might not be aware of because they're not, you know, Jim McAlpine on the front lines. Well, I mean, personally, just as a as a cannabis um, enthusiast and, and loving cannabis, for some reason, just, you know, the product progression to me, I'm talking from a consumer, sure. consumer perspective, has been so great, you know, like, both just looking at the products, going into a dispensary is an experience I love so much more now because you know they've curated the experience to a level where it does feel like going into a normal store. And five years ago when I started, it was mostly going into kind of a dark, dingy place that had a bit of a sketchy feel to it. Yeah, it made, made you feel like you were doing a drug deal. Yeah, and I love, like I've taken my mother and, um, and other family members that had never been and they were just like, wow, I just, I had no idea it was so normal, you know? And so to me, seeing the commerce and the retail experience um, become so normalized and progressive is something I really, really love seeing. And, you know, as someone who I, I like to use cannabis daily and, um, Product choice is very important to me. So just seeing how many new products have come out. I was just at the show called Hall of Flowers, which I think yep. you were at. And, you know, this is the first time in many years that I hadn't known about maybe 30% of the it's products. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, I love it. It's I love it. New things. And these folks weren't around any events last year. And some of the you know companies that were around last year, you know, you start not seeing some of them at other events, which is also a sign of maturation of the industry, right? Yep. You know, just because you're you have a cannabis product or a cannabis brand doesn't mean you're going to make it. There's a whole lot of other things you need to have with, you know, with your plan in order to make it. And seeing some of these new companies at Hall of Flowers, I agree, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And really Hall of cool. Flowers was a great show. You great know? show. Um, so good transition. So now, without saying, we don't have to talk about your favorites. But let's talk about some of the ones that you like a lot on a well, personal level. <laughs> I love the double barrel. What are some, what are some of the vape pens you like? Well, in particular, <laughs> I do like the OMG Farms vape pen. I know you do. I know um, you're a fan. I mean, I remember hitting that pen for the very first time being like, whoa, dude, this is amazing. And you just cracked a big smile and said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the goal. Create yeah. the most amazing vape experience on the market. And so this is a disposable. Um, I've got a friend by the name of Sabo Shen that yep. I think you know. Let's and talk about his new vape. Yeah, that we call him awesome. a vape god is kind he of is. his title. And uh, he has this new thing called the Stone. And it's, it's a not, it's not a disposable they're, they're going after packs really right I mean, and their they, website is um 
H A N U Stone, I yeah. think, is it? Or Hanu just Stone. Google Hanu cannabis and Check it'll it come out. up. Um, and that that vape pen is also um, it's not a pen, it's a stone. That vape stone yeah. is really cool. Just like OMG, the reason I like it is many times a lot of vape products don't really get me high, and I have a pretty high tolerance. And the quality of ingredient inside the pen in both of those, in the pen here and then in his pods top level stuff, you know, it's mostly 75 plus percent THC, really tasty and good quality medicine versus just slamming some oil into a pen. No, I, pr I appreciate the endorsement. Yeah. What about uh, some of the edibles out there? What are some of the edibles you like that you're a fan of? Oh man, well, when I first came in, before I even came into the industry, I found this thing called the Kiva bar and that's like when I really rediscovered edibles again. Sure. Christy from Kiva was awesome and I was able to meet her. So I'm, I'm a long time fan of Kiva. Um, their price has gone up a little bit, which, you know, I'm looking at the dispensary and they're a little higher than some of the others, so it got me to try some other brands. I still love Kiva very much, but, you know, Nug is one that stuck out to me too. Like, Nug's got a vast product line. They've got chocolates, they've got flour, they've got vape, um, and all of their stuff, again, is quality. Um, so I really appreciate Nug out of Oakland um, products. Like the Canacraft product line a lot. Sure. Um, and personally for me, like I'm trying to look for new products in an edible format that don't have calories, don't have sugar. Sure. And you're seeing a lot of products like Atlas Edibles coming out right now that are total health oriented, granola, um, low sugar, low glycemic index. So the opportunity for someone as an athlete who likes to eat cannabis seen not just brownies and cookies is something I really like out there in the marketplace too. What about flour? Well, like favorite mm. strains, you and I like having these fun conversations. What would you, if you were on an island and you got <laughs> one strain and one strain only, what would it be? Well, I mean, I come, I go up and down on different ones, but I think if I chronologically went over time, said what consistently has been my favorite, I think Lamb's Breath for some reason Ooh, has been. Ooh, old school. Uh, my, my man Bob Marley's favorite yeah. strain. And uh, yeah, it's just always had a great taste and put my head in a place that, that just feels real nice. So I think Lamb's Bread would be my number one overtime uh, strain. And then, you know, shout out to Burner. I love the cookie strain and sure. the Girl Scouts cookies and all that, you know. Um, I really technically, I always like to say this when I'm interviewed, I don't believe in the indica sativa mix. So when I'm looking at a flower, I don't think this indica is going to put me down and the sativa yeah. is going to lift me up. I really just look at the THC level to start off with. I smell the flower, look at the terpene profile, and, and really that's how I pick the flower. And I'll smoke an indica or sativa in the morning or night, and it doesn't really make a difference. No, yeah, I'm the same way. I think, you know, I mean, a lot of sativas help me focus on relaxing and going to sleep for that matter. And I think once people start to experiment a little bit with different strains and different genetics, they can start to understand that, you know, it's less about the sativa indica, more about the experience. And <clears throat> you mentioned something that um, I, I often share is the, the best way to determine whether this strain will be good for you is to smell it. Yeah. Um, I think just as human beings, you know, we smell things and just that experience alone, the terps and everything allow us to figure out very quickly whether or not we're going to be receptive to this, whether or not we're going to like this, whether or not this is for me. I mean, I don't ever smell milk that's bad <laughs> and then drink it, right? I don't that's... eat chicken that doesn't look or smell right. And so cannabis no different, especially as a fruit bearing plant, it's going to put off an aroma and create an experience for you as a user or a consumer to say, eh, it's not for me or I can't get this in, in me fast enough. I'm having a hard time getting the vision of you drinking bad milk and eating salmonella chicken out of my head right now. <laughs> Not to mention I'm a pretty picky eater too. And I'm lactose intolerant. So I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good there. All right, so lamb's so let's just say you got your favorite strain. 
what would be the first way that you would like to ingest it? Would you? So I've always it? been, and we can say legally now, bong. I remember yeah. being kicked out of head shop for saying say water bong. Pipe. Yeah, water pipe. Yep. But um, I've always been a water pipe slash bong guy. Like I remember when I used to go skiing in college, I would bring my backpack and I would bring my big U.S. water pipe and I'd like <laughs> fill it on the lift. And people were like, "What's wrong with this guy?" But I just I love hitting flour out of a bong, and I've never really liked smoking out of a pipe. Okay. Um, I like vaping a little bit flowers, but honestly, like I like I like just a big, nice glass uh, hookah with some some fresh water in it, and that's an important piece of, of smoking flour. Clean your clean your gear, man. Yep, clean your gear. Um, but yeah, just a nice single single chamber water pipe with some cold, clear water is the way I like to smoke my cannabis. Awesome. Yeah, I'm mostly an edible guy though. That's the way I roll. Sure. No, I I appreciate that too. You got some cool edibles that you've been uh, <laughs> you've been in uh, in business with too. And we're working on a line. It's not out yet, but my friend Sabo and I that I I mentioned are very close to getting our line Canna Athlete to market, which are cannabis products by athletes for athletes. Well, we will do definitely another episode about that and have it sponsored. Last thing I want to talk about is. Where do you see the industry going in the, say, the next couple of few years, based on <clears throat> what you've been in touch with? Well, I mean, I think I'm my guess, which is as good as anyone's, is I think we're about five years out from nationally, you know, getting this thing legalized, which changes everything. So that's my hypothesis on how far out we are. It could be shorter or longer, but I think in general we're pretty close. And you know, it's going to continue to ingrain itself. I think it's already, through a lot of efforts from all of us, you know, infiltrated society in a way where people now realize like marijuana doesn't mean you're a degenerate, but yeah. there's a long way to go still. And I think that in five more years, it will be, maybe it's 10, but it will become an ingrained health and wellness product that's looked at completely different than when we grew up. And it's an option for, for, anyone really that's of age to use it to to feel better so i think like the millennial generation is kind of going to grow up and the world is going to have a completely different outlook on cannabis and it will just be in america at least ingrained in our society in a way that is looked at like any other herb or wellness product that you use all right last question you get a pen and you get permission to make one major change that can affect the cannabis industry what would that permission slip look like for, in order for you to use that pen to sign it. Whew. So are you telling me I can take this pen and write a sweeping order that will You can do, do one thing. You can change anything from federal legalization, you can change advertising laws, you can change FDA stuff. You can As change, related to cannabis is this. You can I mean, change the amount of THC and CBD. You can, just whatever. You got one pen, one permission slip. What are you doing with it? I think I would have to say we would we would nationally legalize the plant. I mean, that's the end goal right now. So there's a lot of other things that would be cool steps towards that. But if I get one sweeping motion, I'm going for the home run. And so if it's President McAlpine, that's what you're doing. That's my first presidential order. All right. I don't know that there's a better way to end this episode. Sponsored by New West Summit 2019. My friend, Jim McAlpine, one of the greatest guys in the cannabis industry. I love you for being here. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Stay tuned. We'll be back with somebody else, somebody cool, but not as cool maybe as this guy. <laughs> and if, by the way, when it comes to registering or buying your tickets for New West Summit, use the code MJEL for 25% off. That's and a that significant is, savings, my people. That is a gift to you by Jim McAlpine. <laughs> and Media Gel. There you go. See you soon. Peace.